Hey, before we begin, I just want to go ahead and mention at the top that today's episode is about the Invisible Man, which is all about domestic violence and abuse. So you might want to skip this one if that is something that bothers you. Also, other warning, I just woke up from an unplanned nap. (laughs) So we're going to see how this shit goes. Um, I'm still like kind of loopy from it, but... (laughs) You know, it's like a week where Cindy's kids are here, so you got to do it when you got to do it. So here we go. Let's talk about 2020's The Invisible Man. (laughs) Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey, you are back with your favorite podcast couple where we watch some horror movies and break them down and I get overly scared each and every time. I am Cindy. And I'm Josh. Hi. And welcome to the 2020 Invisible Man edition. We're doing, uh, this month we're watching all the make and the the originals then the remakes, the make and remakes as I uh, have coined it. Last week we watched The Invisible Man from 1933, Enjoyable Watch, and this week we're watching The 2020 Invisible Man? Okay, (laughs) sorry. It just said The 2020 Invisible Man edition. Okay, continue. (laughs) And just, it it just kind of flows, okay, I don't, (laughs) continue. Anyway. We do this, we've done this for a while. A long time now. Yeah. I don't know if you could tell that or not. We're, we're pretty good at this podcast and things, what we do. Yeah. When we're not Pro- we're w- professionals. working ourselves into an early grave. <laughs> Making all the money. Mm-hmm. Oh, teaching and social services. What, what? Oh, my God. I have so much money that I just wipe my ass with $100 bills. All the time, um, boo. Speaking, speaking of um, wiping my ass, let's talk about the year 2020. Like we're going to talk about Joe Manchin. Fucking uh, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we survived bad things in 2020 a lot of bad things in 2020 we were um trapped in this house um when i think back on that time which is very recent but when i look back i i am in my pajamas in my she shed trying to teach a class and both boys are in their bedrooms trying to take lessons. You were in your office trying to work. And Sue, who was, you know, just used to being alone all the time, had no idea what to do with herself. It was wild. Mm-hmm. And we just, one foot in front of the other, the whole time. It was insane. But we survived. True. And there are years that you'll look up uh, years that you look up on the for the podcast where the it'll be like five events or like one thing and you're like wow it's really kind of a boring year. Been a long time since we've had that. Huh? Been a long time since we've had that. All the things happen in it. Sure um, did. did you remember that Trump got impeached before COVID even became a thing? Didn't matter <laughs> in January. Did not matter. His first impeachment was in January. It. Yeah. And then COVID-19 happened, y'all. That happened in 2020 in America. Sure did. Apologies to other countries where it happened earlier, but we didn't feel the brunt until 2020. Uh, Italy became the first country to lock down. The stock market crashed. 
The UN published a report stating that Russia's bombing of civilians in Syria was a war crime. Oh, interesting. Uh, George Floyd was killed. And uh, there were subsequent riots afterwards about police brutality because cops were killing black people indiscriminately. There, I said it. Fuck it. I don't even care. Like, it was happening. It's still happening. Uh, yeah. That all happened. Uh, Biden was elected. Yeah. And COVID vaccines started rolling out. Here we go. <laughs> that was 2020. Fuck, that year was terrible. It was hard. It was hard. And we are still kind of reeling from the effects of that. I think we all are uh, around the world, for yeah. sure. Um, people that we lost in 2020 mm. were Terry Jones, Kirk Douglas, Max von Sydow, Kenny Rogers, Little Richard, Ian Holm, Carl Reiner, Ennio Morricone, and Sean Connery. I feel like Kurt, it was Kirk Douglas, right? Mm-hmm. I always okay. I want to get the name right. I feel like every year Kirk Douglas wrestled death and just you know naturally won. And like it was like when he finally died, it was like oh he finally lost the wrestling match. Yeah, he was like a hundred and two. <laughs> yes, so. he was. He was a sir. Yeah, and like man, could, he was wild. Yeah, like a couple months before he died. Michael Douglas was telling a story about how he was outside camping with Michael Douglas's grand, so his great grandson. He was teaching him how to camp in the backyard no, of his house. Just grandson, or grandson, because Michael Douglas has two teenage kids. Yeah, like, yeah, he and apparently a, he was this amazing yeah. granddad. Stroke, like the stroke, I think was like the first time death came knocking, and he was like, "I'll wrestle you for it." Like, you have to remember, Kirk Douglas died in 2020, and he would tell stories about helping his father deliver milk from a horse-drawn carriage. Yep. Like, motherfucker was old. Yeah. And incredible. Like, legit, one of my all-time favorite actors. Very nice guy. Uh, Lonely Are the Brave and Pad Segoia are two of the greatest films ever made, and I will fucking fight someone over it. <laughs> like, those movies are masterpieces. What movie are we watching, uh... Hang on, never mind. I don't want to say that. Never mind. Would you want to talk about the Invisible Man? I want to talk, want to talk yeah. about. Sorry. Fine. Trying to get me to say I'm the just, name of the movie. Again? I'm trying to get us to steer back because we went down the Kirk Douglas lane and we could just keep going. Okay, Invisible Man. This movie was released February 28th. Was this the last movie you saw in theaters? It was indeed. I thought so. Before COVID, this was the last movie I saw in theaters. It was this movie. And then I went back for the forever brunch. Like, y'all need to realize movies, like, before the pandemic, Josh went to, I'd say at least a movie a week would probably end up being the average. Fair? Yeah, I had that pass. Yeah. Not movie pass, but through um, Regal. Yep. It was Regal. Where you could do, like, an unlimited amount of movies for, like, $20 a month through there. So I just did that, and I loved it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And now we're still kind of... Slowly inching our way back into kind of normal normal life. Yeah. I, I did go to the movies the other day. Yes. I've been to the movies twice this year. Amazing. I saw The Northman and I saw everything everywhere all at once. And that you said they were amazing. They're both very good. Everything everywhere all at once is one of the best movies I've seen in a very long time. That movie was like I wasn't prepared for the ride it was going to take my emotions on <laughs> uh, i laughed i cried i had all the fun it was um you should fucking 100 percent see that movie maybe 
hit pause on the other multiverse movie with a certain Doctor Strange and give some money to the movie that was made for like 10 cents and a <laughs> lot of love. Um, maybe maybe show that one some love first, but man, it was fucking good. Sweet. Super duper good. Love to hear that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, The Invisible Man. Invisible Man. Yes, uh, back to Invisible Man. It's rated R. It's two hours and four minutes. Mm, it's too long. Uh, <laughs> it is written and directed by a name that we've discussed a lot this year. Okay. Lee Winnell. Yes, we have discussed that name. Um, Lee Winnell is the writer of Saul, Saul 2, Saul 3, Dead Silence, The Insidious Films. And he's the writer uh, and director of Insidious Chapter 3, Upgrade and This. He's oh, Upgrade and This. Yeah. Fucking Upgrade is so good. I I believe every time it comes up, I mention it is the closest thing we've had to a modern RoboCop. That's not that terrible RoboCop remake. <laughs> Upgrade is actually part of the franchise. very good. And if you have not seen it, you should watch it. Uh, this movie is also very good. But a little more traditionally horror than... Uh, all right. is. Uh, this movie stars Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. She plays Cecilia Cass. She's the lead of the documentary The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yeah. If you had told me at 20, because Handmaid's Tale used to be my favorite book of all time, that we'd be living it out right now. Sorry. I'm just, okay, continue. No, just I was just talking to the mic. Oh, I'm just... Going on about, sorry, I'll go down my own tangent about no, how we're I'm, living through fucking Handmaid's Tale right now. It's terrific. I'm here for it. I just, if you're going to talk, I just want to be able to hear you when you talk about it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, she's also in The One I Love. She was in Mad Men. She was in High Rise. High Rise is a fucking insane movie. She's in Us. We we watched that yeah. earlier. Um, love that. On the podcast. So she's the female lead. Uh, we have Oliver Jackson Cohen, who's Adrian Griffin. He was in The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor. Okay. So he's the antagonist of the film. One would say antagonist. He's our villain, if you would. Um, and it's there's no surprises that is established in the first scene of the movie. <laughs> There's okay. like, who's the bad guy? Here he is. Okay. Uh, Harriet Dyer is Emily Cass. She was in on a show called No Activity. We've got Aldous Hodge, uh, who's uh, James Lanier. He was in Hidden Figures, One Night in Miami, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Straight Out of Compton, and he will be Hawkman with the wings and the mace flying around in the Black Adam film that's going to star The Rock. Well, okay. Which is weird they're making a Black Adam film, but it is what it is. And And lastly is Michael Dorman. Who's Tom Griffin, and he was in Daybreakers, and there was a TV show called Patriot about spies and shit. And, and he, he was, was in lead. that. Okay. So there you there There's go. our cast, ladies and gentlemen. The Invisible Motherfucker All right. Man. Um, I will say before I show you this poster. Yes. The last time we did this, mm-hmm. we did the Japanese version of The Ring and then the American version of The Ring. Right. And they were essentially the same film. Right. I have a feeling this is going to be very different. Do you think this will be the same? No. Or do you think these will be very I, I different? I have a very basic idea of what this um, movie is about. But this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me a poster of the movie and I try to tell you what the plot's going to be. And yeah, and it's it's Elizabeth Moss is like looking behind her back. Ah, oh, 
in a black poster. What you can't see can hurt you. So what I got, because I have seen the trailer for this, because all we did was just like sit around and watch TV at the start of the pandemic, during the pandemic, after. And (laughs) um, so it's some sort of domestic violence situation. And she gets away from him. And then he dies mysteriously but she knows he's not dead like he she knows like he would do anything to get kind of get back in her life and he he does he turns himself invisible to like harass her and continue their relationship and abuse yes no i mean i don't know maybe (laughs) maybe probably we'll see (laughs) all right so where can we watch this movie i'd assume uh, given how recent it is, this is on all the platforms, but is there anywhere specifically that we have to go to get it that you know of? It's on a platform called Freevee. I have no idea what that is. There's a new platform every month. I know. It is what it is. Um, welcome. It's like cable channels now. Yeah, honestly. You know, we have the Blu-ray. We're going to do that. You can rent it on Prime if you, if you want to get down that way. This movie is fairly new. Like 2020. Two hours. It's a solidly good movie. Okay. Fine. All right. I worry about... I just worry. Whenever they're they're new, they're always scarier. And they always have a more lasting impression on me than I want it to have. Every time. Well, if it makes you feel any better. Probably won't. Under the parent's guide on on IMDb, it's Mm -hmm. got frightening and intense scenes. Severe. (laughs) Severe. Severe. So great. I'm a parent. Don't I have to follow that? I can't go by that. I gotta can't watch it. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Mind the doors. Adrian. He was a sociopath. He said that I could never leave him. He controlled how I looked and what I wore. Then it was controlling when I left the house. And eventually, what I thought. I'm sorry, I can't take you with me. I'm not gonna leave you with that thing on. Him. Adrian's dead. Listen, you're getting your freedom back, okay? He said that wherever I went, he would find me. Walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Adrian is dead. He's not dead. He has figured out a way to be invisible. Sitting in that chair.
yourself. Surprise. Let me help you. You can't help me. All right, so we are back and we watched The Invisible Man. Is it The Invisible Man? That's the full, or is it just Invisible Man? Is there a the? I know that's very important with certain I, I believe the full title is The Man, comma, Invisible. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> it's The Invisible Man. It's, it's legit like a remake this of is, the 1933 film. But it's not. <laughs> I mean, this is, that's why I picked it. The concept it. Like, is the same. Um, there's a guy who... Wants to you who comes up with a way to be invisible and uses it for evil, like I guess in that way it's the same for sure. I just kept thinking the whole time, if they pee, is the pee invisible? Well, here's the thing. Like before we get into the nuts and bolts of this movie, let's talk about okay the methods of invisibility. Well, so in wait, the wait, thirty-three wait. Before, film. Well, before we begin that, should we? Well, I'm just going to point out okay. in the 1933. Before we start talking about this movie, in case, oh, okay, gotcha. Because this might be someone's first episode, and maybe they've never seen the original. In the 1933 film, it begins with the with Claude Rains' Invisible Man being invisible, right? Due to a month-long process of injecting or ingesting chemicals. <laughs> um, and this movie, it's a little more. Um, technology now where yeah. it's a system of cameras very james bondish suit, all it, over a bondage suit it well it reflects a, the world around you and makes you invisible now. yeah like it's, it's one of those shit. full body suits but it's made up of little octagonal cameras that just so you get a 360 so you're there but it's actually like an image that's being projected of the surrounding mm-hmm. if that makes sense so this movie is a nightmare for people that have that fear of like little holes on things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this movie, if you have that, <laughs> in addition to like DV shit, like don't watch this movie if you have like weird like that weird hole thing. Yeah. Whatever, like tr- I have that a phobia. little bit. I have that a little bit. I never knew that was a thing. I just knew that like certain. I'd be like, oh, that makes me feel weird. I don't, ugh, I don't like that. But I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, my son was studying like a psychology thing, and he was like, "That's." He was like, "I have that." It's a whatever. Sorry, I dev- I, I Uh <laughs> This movie was nothing but anxiety for me. So this is a very movie tense movie. Was all the tense that like this was like living in Egypt in tents, <laughs> tense. Like living in a tent, get it? Okay, forget it. Yeah, you should have said the great outdoors. I didn't realize like tents were such a big part of Egyptian culture. It may not be. What, <laughs> what I just said might have been racist, and I apologize. It I was. believe it was. I believe we've diverted into <laughs> racism, Egyptian racism. Egypt aside, <laughs> uh, it's end of the year, teacher, and let's, it is what it is, guys. Let's sorry. Let's walk. Through this movie. Okay. So this movie was um, a and a victim of domestic abuse. Elizabeth Moss. Escapes and is pursued by the man, like by her abuser, 
who everyone believes is dead, but who was really wearing an invisibility suit to ruin her life and demand that she return to him sort of a thing, which is all that they want always. And yeah. How is that? <laughs> you, you, you miss some stuff. But... I miss it. Like he was a, he, it wasn't even like a tech giant. He was specifically like op- optical stuff was kind of his specialty. So uh, I'm going to give the IMDb synopsis and we're going to talk a little bit more about this movie and then okay. talk about themes and shit. But let's go with what IMDb says, when, not rambling quite as much. When Cecilia, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss, Moss, abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by someone no one, nobody can see. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like an invisible man. Bum, bum, bum. So this movie does open with, and I'm going to go ahead and say this now, because okay. I was going to talk about it later when we talked about like the domestic violence piece of this movie, uh-huh. but I think I'm going to just drop this information now. I am not, nor have I ever been a victim of domestic violence. However, However. for those playing the home game, <laughs> I spent almost five years working in a domestic violence shelter with families that had fled situations very similar to this. Except usually it was a trailer on the back end of a rural county, not a mega mansion with a man who invented like right. technology to make him invisible. That is more the, um, that that's the most fantastical element. Yeah. But. Um, that's not to say that domestic violence doesn't occur between rich people. Domestic violence is like. It's an everybody Oddly, issue. everywhere. Yep. It occurs in every like socioeconomic status it occurs in every race it occurs in every gender it's weirdly like the one thing we all have in common is that we like to is that obsessed and beat some people people are no matter their race gender sexual orientation gender identity how much money they make right can be prone to be awful to a loved one or can be treated awfully by a loved one right um and that was what i experienced and we'll talk a little bit more about that but it opens with a very standard story of her fleeing in the middle of the night from her abusive boyfriend um she had to like drug him to knock his ass out and she escapes has her sister like pick her up yeah and as she is running like he chases after her like punches out the window you know he this is no joke again something that i've seen um several times in the past the the one that comes to mind immediately was we had someone who was taken back to their husband against their will and then he buried her in a grave alive alive and then told her that the next time she fucked around and left him it would be for real forever yeah so that's basically my job for like five years (laughs) was working with kids and parents that came from that so I'll, i'll probably be able to give some insight not the best insight, because like I said, I'm not a survivor. Um, I've just worked with a ton. And um, I just play the one stories. on TV. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. So yeah, she ends up going and staying at a friend's house who's a cop. Yeah, it's like a, a childhood friend that he, the a boyfriend, did not know about, who is also a cop. Yeah. A single dad. Widower. A widower, of course. And black. Yes. Um, because there is no, no no character in this movie that is a white guy who is good. <laughs> Fair. They are all awful. The only white guys are the abusive boyfriend and his 
shitty brother. Yes. Who's just as Just weird. as fucked up as he is. So, yeah. The, the, the hero leads are Elizabeth Moss, who's a white woman. Her sister. White woman. Also a white woman. And then the cop, who's a black guy. And his daughter, who's yeah. a, a woman, black color. Yeah. This was... Okay. So, I have a little bit... Uh, I don't, I just had a very odd upbringing. I don't think there was ever anything, you know, to the extent of this movie or, or something like that, but it had its own kind of deal. This, but, uh, this movie did the anxiety thing very well, right from the jump. Yeah. Like, from the get-go, you're like, oh, I'm tense. Like, it starts at an 11. <laughs> and it only kind of ratchets up from there. And they do that very well. And the, the thing is, he, like, we talk about this movie like it's fantastical because it's about an invisible man. However, everything he's doing outside of being invisible is straight out yes. of, like, a stalker, abusive boyfriend, girlfriend handbook. handbook. Yeah. Right? Like, he sets her up. Like she leaves, isolates her. Well, oh, she yeah. leaves, and she's at she's at her friend's house, and she's afraid to leave the house because she sees him everywhere. She's afraid he's going to show up, and then her sister shows up and is like, "He's dead." Yeah, and so she gets this huge relief, like everything gets better. Like she's free of him. Suddenly, she's got money. She's able to help her. Well, friends. she gets money because in his will, he left her five million dollars. Yeah, paid in increments, depending As- on dependent on her. You're not being convicted yeah. of a crime or, or anything like being, that. Being, like, committed to an insane asylum or whatever as well. Right. But it's all part of the plan to Fuck set up her, her up to knock her down farther. Yep. And that's exactly what abusive people do. Yep. Like. It's a no-win situation. You can never please them enough. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and say this now before we talk about this movie more. There's this thing where I've heard a lot through the years when you talk about people that are in these relationships and everyone's like, why don't they just leave? Like You can't. Just leave. Well, not just that. Like, let's just... When you tell someone, why don't you just leave? Statistically, the most violent time, the time that you're most likely to be murdered is when you're, like, when you leave. Leaving, correct. Because... A lot of abusive people get to the point where they're like, well, if I can't have you, then no, no one will right. have you, including and yourself. Explosive. Like, they see you as property, and they're not going to lose their property. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. It's frustrating. I've definitely been the person who's dealing with someone, and they keep going back, and you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but here's the thing. When you constantly say, why don't you just leave? What you're saying to that person is, I'm tired of hearing you talk about this. Please put your life in danger. And Jeopardy and, and, and your children, too. So I don't have to hear you talk about this anymore. Yeah. Um, the I know statistics all, yeah. that back, that we have, you know, the numbers back it up. That's not what you're trying to say, but right. that's what you're that's saying. That's what they hear. That's what it feels like, honestly. Yeah. Like, her sister, they have a very real reaction to they don't understand how she could have gotten to this point or why she's so afraid of him. Yeah. Like, what did he do to you? How bad was it? He fucked her up, is what he did. Yeah, he did. Emotionally and physically and mentally. And but sexually. And, yeah. yeah. But what he does is he uses his death and her sudden sense of, like, freedom and happiness to use it against her to slowly make her think she's going crazy and then yeah. slowly separate her from her loved ones. Right. Isolation. He writes a letter on her laptop 
to her sister being like, I hate you. You're smothering me. Like, I, leave me alone. I never want to talk to you again. Yeah. Driving a wedge there. Making the cop think she's crazy. Yeah. The, the teen girl, they're really good friends. So he slaps the shit out of her because he's invisible. And he and she thinks that it Elizabeth was, Moss slapped right. her. And essentially, like, he drives her to the point where everyone around her thinks she's crazy. Yep. He kills well, her sister. Well, she's because she's seeing this invisible yeah. man. He, I mean, yeah, he, he kills, kills her sister, sister yeah. in a restaurant in front of a ton of people, and everyone thinks Elizabeth Moss did it. She's put in an insane asylum. She loses everything. She loses yeah. the money. She loses her freedom. She she literally loses everything in her life that she's gained. Everything. Well, and it's yeah. all dependent. Like the brother lawyer shows up. Yeah, and, and he's, he's like, "I can give you everything back if you just go back to him because you're pregnant." Yeah, just go back. Just go back and all this goes away. And it's another thing where like people, abusers get people pregnant and then it's like, it's, you're definitely my property, right? Like, I don't know how many times it's been predominantly women that came into the shelter I worked at and I had to work with them because if they had a boy, if he was like four and five and up, he was put in charge of his mom. Yeah. So he would like, I've seen children like four and five years old to slap their mom in the face or tell their mom, like, you need to shut up. You need to go take your ass to bed. They, well, because they model what they've seen. It's it, That and a lot of them were told, if I'm not here, you're in charge. Right. Not her, you, six, seven-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like. Yeah, it's a sad, yeah. Anyway, it turns out she uses his vanity against him or pretend she's going to kill herself and kill the baby and then it's a way to get him to like grab her so she can grab him right and she stabs the shit out of his like <laughs> and it was amazing and like, yeah yeah uh, and it starts glitching out and whatnot and then there's like this really cool scene in the hallway let's not give away all of the wonderful surprises at the uh, end there's a cool scene in the hallway but anyway it turns out that the brother and the abuser were both Are in, in it, it together yeah and it's a family affair Quite literally. The ending is very satisfactory. And I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. Because why would you be listening to this if you hadn't watched the movie? Okay. But the whole movie, he's been gaslighting her and making everyone think she's crazy or violent or out of her mind. And essentially, she uses his invisibility suit and cuts his throat at dinner on camera so it looks like it, he did it. Like an accident. And then she starts freaking out when she goes back in the room calling the police, reporting like there's been an attempted suicide. And then make sure to step out of camera frame and just like smiles as she watches him like bleed to oh, death. It was so under. Yeah. And it it's was a like, yeah. Very yes. satisfactory ending. Very satisfactory ending, I would say. Oh, so good. Yes. What? Are there any like, I don't. Is there any, like, trivia, I guess, about this movie? I, I didn't know how to say, like, is there any goofs and gags, like, from this one? Goofs but and gags. I I've never heard you say that, the phrase <laughs> goofs and gags before. But that's all that came to my head. I mean, there's, there's some things about like the this movie. the most inappropriate thing to say. I mean, we talked about this as, like, the last big movie that came out before the pandemic, the pandemic happened. Yeah. So this movie went from, like, being in theaters to suddenly it was the first film to transition to, like, streaming yep because we couldn't go to the fucking theater and see it yep so that's a thing involved with this movie another thing is lee winnell talked about they used all different kinds of like tricks 
to do Camera. the invisibility stuff. Oh, okay. It was excellent. Yeah. But some of it was literally having a guy in like a green screen suit and they would like digitally take him out. But some okay. of the stuff like Lee Winnell talked about some of the stuff we just like tied string to like drawers and pulled the drawers Slam open. Slam it shut. It. Yeah. Right. Like old timey tricks. Like shit from the 1930s. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like stuff Save they did on the original Invisible Man. For sure. Of the two, I don't know which one I liked better. They, I liked them both for different, very different reasons. Like I get what how like at the at the core it's the same movie. Someone becomes invisible and wants to use it for evil. But they're so different. Um, they're okay. So uh, yes, at face value, there's the thing of I'm invisible and now I'm doing terrible things to people. Yes. However, Wah-ha-ha. the 33 Invisible Man really goes out of its way to be like he was a good dude. Who did this thing to himself. And the drugs did And it. went crazy. Right. Like. This one, he just always seemed like. He's not crazy. Like, that's the thing. The 33 character. The 33 like, character. T- he's like. It's like a Jekyll Hyde his mustache as oh, he yeah. ties a girl to the train tracks. <laughs> right. And he's doing all this evil shit. But like this one, he's cold and he's calculating. But he's not crazy. Like. He's methodically evil. Right. Like, he's, Just to her. He No, he fuck, He well, kills his, has his yes. brother killed. Like, but like, he's one of those people it, that like other humans do just not play factor things. into like his Psychopath. world. Yes. Or I, can I throw out a different term? Oh, what's that? Billionaire. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Affluenza. Do you remember when that was a thing? The, the, it, it's how rich white kids would get off um, petty charges. They didn't know better. They didn't know that's how the world works. They affluenza. Yeah. He essentially. Too affluent to go to prison. They didn't know any brother. That's a real thing. Look it up. They didn't show it in the movie. But you know he killed that dog. Oh, oh yeah. Like, I feel like they probably shot that. And then we're like, well, someone at Blumhouse was like, whoa, bro. <laughs> that's too we, much. We can't have him kill this fucking dog on screen. He kills like. He kills that guard indiscriminately. Yep. He's just shooting the shit out of people. Like her sister, him, his brother. He, he gets his brother to do his bidding. Like yeah. he's a fucking monster. Psychopath. But he sure is good looking though. The Claude Rains Invisible Man monster is like laughingly kicking dudes <laughs> off the side of a cliff. This guy's just like, oh no, like Straight I'm playing chess. You. I'm literally going to like yep. ruin your life. Because you don't want to be with me anymore. Because I'm so uber controlling and, you know, isolate you. (laughs) Whatever. All you need to know about how this invisible man views human life and other people is he cuts Elizabeth Moss, Cecilia's sister's throat in front of her. Yep. To prove a point. Yeah. Right. It's a lot. (laughs) Like a lot he, of, lot of uh, that was kind of the preferred method of killing in this movie. There was a lot of throat cuts, a lot of throat cuts. I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's always a thing. Like every time it happens, it makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. And I remember the Ooh. first time I saw a throat cut in a movie and I was like, Ugh, like squirm. I just did this, like held my throat. Yeah. I was like, no, it was Braveheart. No. <laughs> oh, when he, when um, I was the Godfather, Mel Gibson, straight up cuts that dude's throat and you see it yeah. i was like uh because i can handle like in movies where they do the thing it's like uh and they just fall down 
No, mine was uh, the Godfather with the piano string, and they come from behind and pull it, and like it cuts through as it strangles you. Yeah. Even talking about it, it's grossing me out now. I mean, this movie is fucking good, and it is super creepy, but it's... Very creepy. And it's interesting, too. I don't think we've talked about this at all. Yes. This was meant to be part of the dark universe. Universal's dark universe. Oh. So do you, do you remember the dark universe? Was that no. a thing that was on your radar? No. So I don't know how you fuck this up. Actually, I know exactly how they wait, fuck wait, this wait. up. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't they redo Frankenstein with like Robert De Niro oh, or that's, something? That's the 90s. So okay. they tried to do like, they did a soft reboot in the 90s. Right. With um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yep. And then Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yep. And then they kept having to push it back. But the Brendan Fraser mummy movies were supposed to be part of that. And then they became their own They're fabulous so thing. So good. So good. Brendan Fraser um, is a wonderful actor. Yep. He didn't deserve what happened to him. Uh, but he's back now. Yes. And knows how much everyone loves him. No, there was this thing called the Dark Universe. Okay. And <laughs> Universal was like, man, we'd love to have that Marvel extended universe money. If okay. only we had like properties sort of that we owned that we could connect in some like weird marvel universe style way and, and they then, were that's and then they're like supposed to be? oh fuck we have the universal monsters why don't we do that so the plan was they had all these like um universal monster movies lined out and okay. it was going to be genius because universal was how marvel has kevin feige who oversees okay. all the Marvel movies and makes sure that they like work and they, hires the directors right. and everything. Uh, Universal was going to give that thing, get that position to Guillermo del Toro. Oh. And then he couldn't start when they wanted to. So they're like, nah, never mind," And took it away from him. And then it became a clusterfuck. And they made During the, pandemic. the Tom Cruise mummy movie. Oh, that was, that was supposed to be the first one. That was a one. very quiet bomb. Because it introduces Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which was, I forget his name, from Gladiator. Russell Crowe? Yeah, he was supposed to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in the movie. And they were trying to build that world. And this was originally going to be a in part that of that world. world. And but the <laughs> pandemic screwed that up. How weird is this? It was going to star Johnny Depp. <laughs> Oh. And it was going to be a totally different movie. Like, so they made two Universal Dark Universe movies. They made that Dracula Untold movie that five people saw. I've never, okay. And then they made I live the with Mummy you and I've movie. never even heard of that. And they bombed. And then the other plans just kind of quietly went away. <laughs> and then they just had the placeholder for the Invisible Man movie. Right. And then it ended up at Blumhouse and Lee Winnell was like, can I just do an Invisible Man movie that has nothing to do with these other movies? And they were like, yes, please. And this was a great movie. And it's so much better. Yeah. This was a very good movie. It hits all the high points and whew, like I said, it starts at an 11 and just goes up. But we talked about Del Toro. Something that's uh, is similar to what Del Toro would do with the cleverness of like production design and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the brother, they literally made all of his clothes not fit him. They're a couple sizes too small. So he always kind of looked awkward and, and uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Because that's his character. Oh, I didn't take any note of that. But and then all right. similarly, Cecilia, the main character, the name Cecilia is from the Latin. It's like Cacus, Cacus. Okay. Which means blind or eyeless. 
Oh. And she can't see the Invisible Man now, can she? Oh. So just a couple clever little Interesting. things. Interesting. I will say. I love a good uh, reference. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss has gone on record saying she would love to do a sequel to this called The Invisible Woman. Woman. Oh. Which there was. There was. An Invisible Woman from Universal. I think it was the third in the series. Interesting. Um, well, of course, yeah. They all these movies had a million spinoffs back they did, in the day. I forgot off the top of my head. I think it was like the Invisible Man, the Invisible Man Returns, then the Invisible Woman. Maybe the Invisible Agent was the. I think it was the last one. Oh, okay. Where he's, he's in World War II, fighting Nazis and stealing secrets, being <sighs> invisible. Like it was Universal's way of being like the monsters go to war. Okay, this was a very fun movie for. For the topic it was, it was a very fun movie. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, it's... Like, oh, this domestic violence movie was hilarious. Like, no, oh, but yeah, you know what I mean. right? You, you know what I mean? No? I mean, it's a really good movie. Yeah. And domestic violence is kind of the perfect framework to put an Invisible Man story in. Like, Lee Winnell was kind of a genius about that, right? The I wonder idea how long of... he had that idea kind of... I don't know, but God damn it, it's a good one. Yeah. It's such a good idea, and it's such a good movie. And it was very good. It was the movie that started the pandemic. <laughs> it's this, it was a lot of people's last It was movie. this and Underwater were like the last two. Oh, yeah. And we've done both of them We now. have done both of those for the podcast now. See previous seasons. I mean, if I had to pick between the two. I'm picking this one. I'm picking Underwater. I knew you would. <laughs> it's Cthulhu. Come on. Yeah. Literally, it's Cthulhu at the end of the movie. So I'm not going to try to arc off this thing because I feel like I didn't that think would, we would. That would be disrespectful to like the story and the domestic violence. Yeah. Subplot and all that. But. But. We watched this with your mom. Yeah. She enjoyed it. Interesting. <laughs> she understood it to a point. And it was a good time. She liked the she likes feeling anxious a little bit. Uh, this is definitely a movie that I think all ages would watch because you know it's so like it, it starts at a go. So you're saying we should bring your eleven year old? No, maybe not this him. Movie? No, right now. No, no. But I can see every generation like it has something for everyone. Yeah. I mean, it is a solidly good movie. Now. Two questions. Two. Because I keep forgetting to do this every episode. I want to make this a thing. Oh, what is that? So, one. One. Favorite scare. Um, What was when... No, it wasn't the air. Because that, like, when she's breathing and you can see the air. That was in the commercial. When was it... And he was, like, right next to her. With the sheet. And he's, like, standing on the edge of the sheet. And she's trying to pull the sheet. And then, like, she goes to throw the blanket, and it turns out, like, he's right next to her, not, mm-hmm. like, a few feet in front of her like you previously thought. That would be my the best scare, I think. Um, I My favorite scare Is? was the stuff in the attic. Okay. She threw the white paint, and he was on the ladder, like, yeah. right in front Ooh, of her. that one, yes. That's another one. However, best mm-hmm. scene in the movie? What? The hallway of the institution with all the cops. Is the best scene of the movie. It's just full of action with and just like guns being him shot him like appearing and, and reappearing and like beating the shit out of those like security guards or cops or whatever they were. Yeah, I'm assuming they're cops because they had guns. Security guards don't normally carry guns. Not typically, unless they're you know in Afghanistan and paid for by. Never mind. I'm sorry. Blackwater. 
Oh, Blackwater. <laughs> uh, I think it was there. That was Blackwater, right? Yes. Company? All right. Favorite? Favorite. Kill. Him at the end, for sure. Gosh, that was satisfying. I mean, it was the most satisfying, but it I wasn't knew, the best kill. I knew that she was going to do something. I just couldn't. I couldn't work out what it was. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's definitely the most satisfying part of the movie, but I do not believe it is the best kill. Okay. What do you think is the best kill? I think the best kill is the sister. The sister, yeah. Because it so surprises the shit out of so you. So unexpected. Totally. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, that was... Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think we're both mm-hmm. giving this movie a thumbs up. We are both giving this movie a thumbs up, I believe. It's fucking good. And if you haven't seen it and you've listened to this, you maniac. (laughs) Yeah. You should definitely watch it. It's, or if you've not seen it since the theater, you should give it a rewatch. Yeah. It's worth it. It's a good time. I mean, it, no, it's, ah, I give up. No, you can say it's a good time. (laughs) Like it's a good, it's a very well made movie. Yes, it is. Right. Correct. Very good movie. It was terrifying and anxiety inducing and. All the things that a good scary movie should be. Yeah. So this movie was, like you said, anxiety inducing and tension filled and and a lot. All what if things. we switched gears and watched something that's none of those things? That would be lovely. <laughs> what are we watching next week, dear, in our make and remake tale? It's the end of the month. Okay. So this is going to give you a hint as to the week after and maybe a little tease of what next month is gonna be okay what is it as we go all the way back to 1958 and the fly ah oh okay nice all right well until then i'm josh and i'm cindy and i'm still his girlfriend until jeff goldblum gets here it's two weeks away